This is week number seven in our series that we're working through the book of James. And today we actually want to start uh, well back in the Old Testament. There's this verse in Proverbs 13 and verse 20 that's really important. And here's what it says. Walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. I want you to say that with me, would you? Here we go. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Now, we'd expect that verse to be worded a little different, wouldn't you? At least I do. Walk with the wise, become wise. Walk with fools and become a fool. It's not what it says. (laughs) Instead, God's Word explains that when we hang with and listen to and absorb foolishness and spend too much time with foolish people and foolish sources, we suffer harm. We're going to experience painful consequences. So uh, when we see so many of us who have said yes to Jesus, so many of us who have believed in the cross and the shed blood, and the empty tomb, born again, new creatures in Christ. Here's my question. Why do so many of us who are alive in Jesus, and Jesus is in us, we have the power of the Holy Spirit living right inside of us, we know God's Word, we're here many Sundays of the year, why then do so many of us continually make such poor and damaging choices? Think about it. We know Christ, and we're followers of Jesus, and many of you have been a follower of Christ for decades. Here's my question, then why do we keep making such bad, awful, painful choices? Why aren't we making better decisions? I love Jesus, but I consistently still spend more money than I have coming in. And, and I've got this massive hole of debt, and it's just eating us up every day. I'm a follower of Jesus, but I, I have a mouth that's out of control. I can't keep a secret. Uh, I'm often shading the truth, uh, or I'm spewing angry words at all the people around me. Uh, I'm born again, and I see fruit occasionally, but I've got this entangling besetting sin that keeps flaring up. And uh, the truth is, I, I keep giving in and I'm, I'm consuming too much alcohol. Or I'm, I'm visiting the casino far too often, or I'm doing online gambling. That's a thing. Or, or I, I can't stay away from the nakedness on my phone or on my laptop. So, so I, I'm, I'm a follower, but I got this sin that keeps eating me alive. Or I love Christ, but I'm overwhelmed with fear. Anxiety just eats my lunch every day, and I'm convinced I'm worthless and hopeless and unlovable. Here's my question. Could it be the problem is we're hanging with fools too much? Could could it be we're drinking the Kool-Aid of the foolish folks around us because it says... A companion of fools suffers great harm. 
Pastor James, that's who he was. He was the pastor at the church in Jerusalem when he's writing to people that used to be in his church. So they were in his church. Acts chapter 8 hits. Severe persecution scatters the church all over the Roman world. And now he's writing to his friends, his loved ones, who now are scattered. Chapter 1 of James, he writes to them about the pain of trials and temptations. Uh, He writes about the need not just to be a, a hearer of God's word, but to be a what? James 1, 22. Anybody got your bracelet on? Got, got your, yeah, wristband? There you go. You should call it wristband, right, guys? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Get your faith moving is what he says. Uh, he talks to, to them, James 2, about the danger of playing favorites. In other words, I'm liking some people better based on their outward appearance, which also means I, I don't like some people. I've never met them. I don't know them. But based on their appearance, outwardly, I treat them differently. Last week, James chapter 3, we looked at the destructive power of our tongues. We saw that words can be reckless and wild and cause great damage. Today, James is going to talk about two types of wisdom. James is going to say that there are two sources of wisdom, and at any time, we're either leaning into one source or we're leaning in the other source. And please understand, those two sources of wisdom take us to very different places, like opposite. Would you stand with me, please, if you're able? Let's read out loud together. We're going to discover why so many of us, we've said yes to Jesus, But we keep making such poor choices. Why is that? James has some answers for us. We'll start with verse 13. James chapter 3. Would you read with me? Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done and the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for inspiring James to write down for us exactly what we need. And Lord, I believe we need to learn today from your book. I know we're all busy. There's lots of stuff that's just happened in the week that's gone by, and we've all got lots of things coming up in the week ahead. But would you help us instead to focus and listen and hear your word this morning? But Lord, we don't want to stop there. We want to hear it. 
But Lord, then would you empower us? Would you uh, nudge us? Would you uh, make us hungry to actually put it into practice, what you have to say to us this morning? So we're, we're ready to hear. We're ready to respond. Uh, but first, Lord, uh, the fact is that uh, it's been a, a busy week, and some of us, we've uh, slipped and fallen. We've, uh, we've uh, once again jumped into the puddle of sin. And the truth is, some of us, we come into your church with filthy hands and feet, mouths that are dirty and cruddy, a mind that's been thinking, eyes that have looked at stuff. Lord, the, the truth is, we're sinners. And we need you right now to point out sin. Sin that maybe we've even forgotten about, we've ignored, we've excused. Would you make it clear? Because we want to be in a right relationship with you. And as you point things out right now, Lord, that uh, need the shed blood of your Son, uh, we're not going to just lay there in the mud and the manure of sin anymore. As you point things out, we're going to do the U-turn, and we're going to run to the cross, because that's the place of forgiveness and cleansing and healing, and that's the place when we said yes to your Son, Jesus, you marked our accounts paid in full by the shed blood of the Lamb. Wow. So we want to write that check of confession. We want to apply the blood to what you're making clear right now. We call it sin because you call it. So whatever you're pointing out, you call it sin. We call it the very same thing. And once again, we're asking that you might just tear down that wall. The sin builds up between us and you. Nothing between us and you. We want to be ready to hear and respond and follow you strong, even, even today in your church. And all the church family at Walloon Lake said with one unified voice, can be seated. Let's, uh, let's just go slowly over verses 14, 15, 16. Because he says, here's what the one source of wisdom is all about. But first of all, he's going to talk about human, earthly, I think this is interesting, he calls it demonic wisdom. Isn't that interesting? So there is a form of wisdom that, that comes from demons, from Satan's fallen army. Uh, they have a form of wisdom. And here's what that wisdom is all about. Verse 14 it, it involves bitter envy. I don't like what you have. I want it for me, and I'm going to try to rip it away from you. That's that thinking. It's verse 14, selfish ambition. I'm going to get ahead, and I'm going to do whatever it takes, even if I have to step on your head to get ahead, that's okay. I'm looking out for me. Verse 14, boasting, proud. I'm all about me, and I don't mind telling you how amazing I am. Verse uh, 14, uh, earthly, demonic wisdom denies the truth. Don't want to talk about reality, want to shade, want to make things uh, so that I'll look good and that I won't get in trouble. Verse 16, it says there's disorder, there's chaos 
And in case that's not enough, verse 16, just every evil practice, every evil thing you can think about, that's what earthly, demonic wisdom is all about. So, so he says, when you see and hear and experience bitter, selfish, lying, chaos, proud, evil on the move, now you know where that's from. You, you know the root of that fruit is sin and Satan and his demonic army and this fallen world. You got it? And, and obviously, I hope you know this, they're against Christ, they're against God's word, they, they go all that they can away from Jesus Christ and his book. So when, when you see that kind of wisdom, it's wisdom that produces sin and destruction and death. It's spending too much time with a companion of fools. And uh, when we spend too much time with the fools on YouTube, or when we spend too much time with the fools on TikTok, that's a thing. That's a thing. I didn't know it was a thing. That's the big thing with young people. When you spend too much time with the fools on the Game of Thrones, when you spend too much time with the fools on Spotify, when we spend too much time with the fools on Fortnite, what does it say? The companion of fools suffers what? Okay, a few of you know that. It's the companion of fools, they suffer harm. And we're wondering why, why are things going so poorly. I'm a companion of fools, <laughs> and God's Word is true. And, and when I'm hanging and listening and all about uh, living life with fools and foolish things and foolish people, harm will be the result. I'm happy to report that's not the end of wisdom. There's another side. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? Verse 17, verse 18, uh, another type of wisdom that comes from a completely different source. Verse 17, God's wisdom, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, God's wisdom is pure. It's unmixed with sin. Verse 17, Christ's wisdom is peace-loving. Verse 18, he goes a little further with that. Peacemakers who sow peace, holy calmness, oneness, unity in speech, unity in action, that's God's wisdom at work. So when you see people who are bringing people together and don't want to fight and don't want to bicker and don't want to go to war, that's, that's God's wisdom at work. That, that's God's wisdom being displayed. Verse 17, wisdom from above is considerate. It's gentle. It's caring. Sounds a lot like the fruit of the Spirit, does it not? Uh, verse 17, it's submissive, meaning it's willing to put the other person above my needs and my interests. When, when you see somebody and they're willing to say, no, no, you go first. You, you have your way. We'll go to your restaurant. We, we'll do, right, Tim? We'll, we'll do exactly what we want. No, I'm going to do what you want to do. I'll put your needs above. That's what it's talking about. When you see that, that's God's wisdom at work. It says, verse 17, it's full of mercy. Somebody does something to you, and what's the natural response? And I'm going to do what? Back. I'm going to give it back to you, 
as hard or worse. Mercy says, no, no, I'm not going to give you what you deserve. I'm not going to seek revenge. Verse 17, God's wisdom is ripe with good fruit, fruit of the Spirit. Finally, it says God's wisdom is impartial, unwavering, sincere, honest, real, not playing favorites. Let me, let me say it this way. This wisdom that comes from Jesus and His Spirit is always in alignment with God's Word. You understand? How can I know the difference between heavenly Jesus wisdom and the wisdom that's fallen and human and demonic? This kind of wisdom from God is always in alignment with God's Word. Walk with the wise, daily drink in God's wisdom, and you're going to become what? Wise. Yeah. Drink God's wisdom, hang with wise people, and you'll become wise. Now, here's my question. Okay? James is asking his friends who used to be in his church, and I'm asking my friends, church family here at Walloon, uh, what kind of wisdom are you eating from most days? We just followed you around this next week. Would you be involved in drinking in and hanging with God's wisdom, or would we see mostly you're consuming the wisdom of this fallen world? Second question, um, from which source are you mostly filling your ears and your eyes and your minds? From which source? Because there's only two. It's either from Jesus Christ and His heavenly wisdom, or it's demonic and it's fallen earthly wisdom. And we just saw what it looked like, the fruit of both of those types of wisdom. Now, Kent Hughes, in his commentary on James, I think was very helpful to me at least. He says there's four types or four avenues, uh, four um, sources of God's wisdom. I want to list those out for you. Uh, back of your bulletin, you got a place there, got a blank slate uh, space there. Here we go. Here's the first source or avenue of God's wisdom. It says uh, reverence. The first avenue is our respectful fear of the Lord. Where do you get that? Uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? Okay, about half of you got it. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of Psalm 11.10, Job 28.28, Proverbs 1.7, Proverbs 9.10, Proverbs 15.33. Again and again, when we see God for who He really is, when you start to recognize this God of the Bible is holy and awesome and sovereign, we start to embrace a proper fear of Him. I realize who you are, and that is the doorway of wisdom. That's the beginning of wisdom. We're ready to seek and ask and accept the wisdom of God. So understand it begins with reverence, a proper fear and respect of God Almighty. Second source of wisdom is conversion. In other words, you got to be born again. Uh, wisdom is not available, God's wisdom is not available until we're in Christ Jesus. 161 times New Testament talks about being in Christ. Once you're in Christ, Christ is in you, yeah, so that's key. So now, 
new life begins with I'm in Christ and he's in me and now the wisdom from Jesus is available when we're in Jesus Christ. Colossians 3 verse 16. In other words, our relationship with Jesus makes wisdom possible. Until you know Christ, (laughs) there's no heavenly uh, Jesus-focused biblical wisdom available. Third avenue of wisdom is Scripture. Wisdom comes from knowing and reading and studying and memorizing and meditating on God's Word. Psalm 119, 97 to 100. Oh, how I love your law. I meditated on it all day long. Your commands are always with me. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies. I have more insight than all my teachers. Why? Because I meditate on your statutes, on your book. I understand more than the elders, for I obey your precepts. The wisdom from the Lord, it's available in your Bibles, it's available on your phone. I'm telling you, there's more ways to get God's Word in here and in out of here than at any time before. God's Word, it's, it's there, it's available to us all the time. So here's my question. Do we spend more time consuming television? And do I, do I spend more time uh, uh, watching my favorite shows or do I spend more time consuming the wisdom of God's Word? That's the question. Do, do I listen to more songs that exalt Jesus Christ or am I listening to music that exalts the foolishness of this world? Those are the questions we need to start asking. Fourth source of wisdom, prayer. If you go back to James chapter 1 and verse 5, uh, James began his letter to his friends. Here's what he says, if any of you lacks wisdom, what should you do? You should ask God, okay? That, that's prayer. So, so if, you, if, you're, if you're realizing, I, I don't have this wisdom from the Lord, all you got to do is ask. And it says, and if you ask Him, He gives wisdom generously to His kids. You just need to believe that when you ask, He's actually going to come through. There is wisdom available for the decisions that you and I have to make this week ahead. Did you know that? You're, you're going to come... We all do. We have choices that we have to make. Oh no, what do I do? Pause. (laughs) Lord, would would you show me your mind here? Give me your wisdom. Give me your insight. Lord, help me to make a wise decision here. I'm asking. And it says, and he gives generously. Generously. Okay. Um, I want to close by offering two solutions for walking with the wise, getting wiser, or walking with fools and suffering harm. Okay, Here's, here's the first solution. This is a warning, if you will. Uh, first solution is this. If we continue to consume large amounts of demonic wisdom, foolishness of the world, then we can expect pain in consequences, okay? So whether it's big country foolishness or M&M foolishness 
or Netflix foolishness or YouTube foolishness. Here's what God's Word says. Our companions that we watch and listen to and absorb will trickle down into our brains and it'll come out our mouths. It'll, it'll seep into our minds, our behaviors, our attitudes. That's the truth. So if we keep on consuming and hanging with fools and foolish things, then we can expect harm. You can expect harm in your children when, when they're hanging with lots of fools and there's not much of God's wisdom coming their way. Uh, there's going to be harm in our marriages, harm in our mouth and in our anger coming out of our mouths. Harm because now suddenly we're listening and hanging with fools. We're going to start doing what they do. We're going to behave how they behave. And that will result in addictions and habits that destroy and devour. That's how habits and addictions begin, you know, right? You hang with them, then you start uh, doing what they're doing, and pretty soon you're hooked and you're addicted to what they're hooked and addicted. You're hanging with fools. You're doing what fools do, and now suddenly you're suffering harm. Even though you might be a follower of Jesus, you're still going to suffer harm. Relationships that break down are toxic. Finances that are bankrupt and broken. Ready for the warning? If you want to make better decisions, if you want to be wise in your choices, we need to limit how much we're listening, consuming, the foolish wisdom that's demonic and dangerous. And I promise you, <laughs> it moves into harming us and harming our spouses and harming our families. Why? Because we're, we're just living and listening and hanging out and spending far too much time with the foolishness of this fallen, sinful demonic world. It's true. Now, I want to give you a, a little primer on the positive side. Aren't you glad? So uh, here's how to make wise decisions. Here, I want to give you real quick three questions, uh, and this comes from Andy Stanley's book, The Best Question Ever. Okay, And uh, if, if you're not a reader, I'm going to save you $16.95. I'm going to give you, here's the three big points uh, and mostly, he just expands on these three questions. So I just saved you 17 bucks. Aren't you happy you came to church today? Anyway, here we go. Sorry, Andy. Uh, it's a good book for these points. Here, first question. How do you make wise decisions? First question you need to ask yourself. In light of your past experience, what's the wise thing to do? In, in light of your past experiences in life, what's the wise thing to do here? Meaning, what unique struggles and temptations have you experienced up to now? Your personal history makes you prone to temptation more in some areas than others. You know that, right? And if you think back about your life, and if you've struggled with alcohol, then it's probably not wise to take a job where you're going to be around people or serving people alcohol. Why? Based on your past experience, that didn't go well. So I'm not going to do that. It's wise, it's probably wise for me not to go there. 
uh, based on my past experience where I struggle with debt and credit and I'm just now digging myself out of a financial hole, it's probably not wise to open that Visa card offer that just came in the mail. Because I know if I open it up, I'm liable to send it in and I'll have another card coming back my way. It's probably wise in view of my past experience to throw that letter right away. Don't even open it. You understand the question? Think about your past experience and especially where you're weak and vulnerable. Second question. In light of my current circumstances, what's the wise thing to do? What's the wise thing to do, okay? With what's going on in my life today, right now, what's the wise thing? So I just got this text on my phone from a family member, and it really makes me angry. It really ticks me off. How dare they say what they said, and it's been a long day, and I'm tired, and I'm worn out. Based on the current circumstance Might it be wise for me to go to bed, get some sleep, pray, and then respond before I return fire? You understand? Based on what's going on right now, what might be the wise thing to do? Pause before you make an emotional, rash, angry decision. Third question. In light of my future hopes and dreams... In light of my future hopes and dreams, did you notice? Talk about past, present. In light of my future hopes and dreams, any, any guesses? What's the wise thing to do? What's the why? The decisions we make now will follow us into the future. You know that, right? So, if I want money in the bank because I really am dreaming and believe God has given me a, a vision for a house that I can actually own, that might mean I need to say no to that new car I really want to buy. Why? Because I I really would like to have the down payment for a house. And it also means I might need to say no to the Alaska cruise that I really, really want to take. Why? Because I've already said I want to get a lot of money in the bank so I have a down payment and can buy a house. Does that make sense? In other words, if, if you're going to act on these future dreams and hopes, at times you're going to have to say no in order for those future dreams and, uh, and hopes to come true. It seems pretty basic. It seems pretty obvious. Give me your eyes. <laughs> but honest, when we're in the middle of making decisions, oftentimes I'm not thinking about what about my past what, what could flare, how, the, how could this poorly affect? I'm not thinking about how I'm feeling, I'm angry, I'm upset, I'm worn out. And I'm not thinking about what I say, I want my hopes and dreams. It, it seems clear and obvious, but we're not asking ourselves the question, and far too often we're just jumping in and making decisions and then suffering harm. <laughs> this isn't going well. So, we began this morning by asking a question, Okay? Uh, we know Jesus, we love Jesus, I'm a follower of Jesus, so why do so many of us make poor choices? 
Why are so many of us regularly making damaging, unwise decisions on a fairly regular basis? Why is that? Ready? Here's the answer. First, because we're not walking with the wise enough. Some of us, we've befriended, we're hanging with people, and the truth is they're not loving Jesus. They don't want to follow Jesus, and we're not walking with people daily. Regular. We haven't befriended people who love Jesus more than I do. So I would encourage you, if, if you don't have friends who love Jesus, they're more advanced, find some friends who are more mature than you are in Christ. Secondly, we're not listening to the wise enough. And I just looked at my podcast list. If you don't know, well, what is a podcast? Talk to somebody under 30. They'll explain it to you. That's what I did. Um, but there's, there's a lot of foolish podcast stuff, but there's a lot of amazing, wise, wisdom from above podcast. Uh, I'll give you a couple. Max, Matt Chandler. One of my favorites, Max Lucado, he's tough to beat. Um, he's younger, but I learned Stephen Furtick, Elevation, uh, Dave Ramsey. I, I could keep going, but just, just know, listen to the wise. <laughs> Hang with the wise. And we're not singing with the wise enough. Some of you, you like Sunday morning, you like to come and worship with Andy and our, our worship teams, and, and I get it, but the rest of the week, you're not, you're not singing with the wise. You, you leave here, and you're listening uh, to uh, foolish, demonic ideas coming your way, and, and, and you're wondering, well, why, why am I struggling? Because you're not listening and singing with the wise. Let me give you a few, Elevation Worship. Lauren Dangle, Big Daddy Weave, Mercy Me. Uh, talk to Brant if you need, you know, he's got the Kmart, Zmart, whatever. Uh, he knows people, okay? Andy knows people. If you want old people stuff, see me, Mercy Me, that's what I'll tell you. Uh, anyway, we're not listening and singing along with the wise all week long. <laughs> Instead, we're... We're ingesting massive quantities of foolishness. And if you really come down to it, the truth is, a lot of us, yes, I've got my ticket to heaven. Yes, I've got my fire insurance. Yes, I love Jesus. But my life's a mess because I keep making really poor choices. Why is that? Too much, too much foolishness. On, on a weekly basis, I'm drinking in boatloads of Netflix. And I'm not saying there's not anything wise, but I'm saying if you just start consuming, consuming, you're now going to start consuming a lot of foolishness. Boatloads of HBO, boatloads of foolish musicians, boatloads of movies, boatloads of Spotify. Are there good musicians on Spotify? Absolutely. But a lot of us, that's not what we're listening to. We're listening, we're hanging, we're filling our brains with all sorts of garbage, and now we're wondering why we're saying things that we really should. They're pretty vulgar. Why am I thinking things? Why am I thinking that? You're hanging with fools too much. You really are. Lord, give us discernment to start hanging with the wise. 
And I would close by going back one more time. James 1, verse 5. Clear, simple, straightforward. When you have a decision to make this coming week, would you pause and just say, Lord, help me. <laughs> I'm going to ask right now. I need your wisdom. I need your help with this, with this choice. I want it to be wise. Give me clarity. Give me your insight. Give me your perspective. Ask, and it says, and it shall be given. It's fairly simple. We're just not stopping to ask and saying, Lord, I need your help here. Because when you do, he'll come through. And then it'll be up to you whether you follow his wisdom or not. Bow your heads. Shut your eyes as we close. Lord, uh, would you forgive us for all the times, even this past week, when we just plowed ahead making decisions without ever asking you for help? We never even, never even hit our brains to realize that we need your wisdom. Would you remind us in this week ahead, Lord, to pause and when we hit a situation where we truly are unsure of what to do, would, would you help us to remember to ask you for insight and wisdom and your perspective on whatever it is we're facing? And I also want to pray right now for my friends here, and they love Jesus, but the truth is some of us were hanging with fools far too much. We're listening to fools. We're consuming what they've made and produced. Lord, we're just allowing it to overtake our minds. Would you point out those areas in our specific lives right now? Daily habits we've developed where foolish demonic wisdom has been seeping slowly into our, in our attitudes, into our motives, into our behavior. Speak, Lord, we're listening. And finally, I just want to say, wisdom from above, the wisdom from God, the, the wisdom of Christ is not available until we're in Christ. Did you know that? Until you know Jesus and are born again, His Spirit is alive and working in us, there is no heavenly wisdom available. A couple questions. Are you certain that you're saved, that you belong to Jesus Christ? Is there evidence and fruit that you are clearly in Christ? I have great news. Right where you're seated... <laughs> If you're not sure, if there's a doubt, uh, maybe, I, I hope so. No, if you're maybe or hope so, Jesus, right now, we're going to settle that. I believe, Jesus, that you are the sinless Lamb of God, second person of the Trinity. Jesus, I believe you took on human form, sinless life. Therefore, Jesus, I believe uniquely you qualify to take my place, to shed your blood for my greatest problem. I'm a sinner. Jesus, I believe you took my place in the grave 
And Jesus, I believe early Sunday morning, he literally, bodily, physically arose from the dead. I believe that. And I receive you as Savior and Lord right now. Come take charge of my life. I'm going to follow you. I need your wisdom. I need your spirit alive and working in me. I say yes to you right now. I believe. I receive. Thanks, Lord, for all that we are and all that we have available in and through and because of your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, would you help us who know your son to start accessing who we are, our position, our new identity in you. Help us to live what we believe. In Jesus' name we pray.